Soul, no place. It's impossible for them to make bad music. Impossible. Welcome to the show. It's Friday, ladies and gents. It's a nice Friday. We have so much good stuff to do tonight. It's going to be, uh, I have to do some headlines at first. That'll, that'll get some of the, uh, the venom out. That'll get all the venom out, then I'll clear our minds for what will be a pretty fun show tonight. I, I put this out there knowing that it would get a lot of response, and boy, did it. We are going to be talking about embarrassing, embarrassing moments in life, brain farts that you can now laugh about. So we're going to have, we have stories coming from all over the place. A couple of dozen came from this this uh, audience alone, but I also have other stories that I've just sourced from the internet, where actually, which was actually partially the inspiration for this bit, and um, and it's going to be really, really good. I even set up a Discord line for when we take a couple of calls. There is an embarrassing Discord voice chat, embarrassing. So if you want to tell your story, a nice, concisely told story of being embarrassed by something you did or a brain fart that was just so humiliating that you can now laugh about. I've set that up as well. We've got so much to do and I want to thank both of my sponsors. First, SecretNatureCBD.com. Go and give yourself a nice staycation this weekend. SecretNatureCBD.com has used the promo code frankly for 20% off of everything they have over there and it is nothing but the best high quality organically grown cultivated cannabis products so high in CBD so low in THC that it is legally classified as hemp it is legal in all 50 states and they even ship internationally so SecretNatureCBD.com promo code frankly and Blue Monster Prep Blue Monster Prep Internet superstore for all of your preparedness needs. And it is more than a hobby now. It is insurance you can eat, you can drink. It is insurance for communication. For everything else, go to BlueMonsterPrep.com. Also use promo code FRANKLY for all of your 
your uh, delivery taken off and you are going to be enriched by only the best customer service on the planet. Pat and Gina are wonderful and they're also great for giving advice. Use their advice. Use their training. I beg of you. So that's what we have. And I also want to encourage you guys and gals to go to the We Affiliates page no matter what and take a look because there's the links to Yes Cacao Chocolate. Justin Polgar was on a week ago tonight. Uh, we had, uh, we also have the links to, to Rob's Kung Fu channel, kungfuchannel.com, so you can get involved with his classes. There is Jay Gulanello's nutrition uh, website, Perpetual Health. There's so much more. There is Nordic Coffee. There is skincare uh, from from uh, from from Kaylee. And I want to just let you know that soon there's going to be coffee from Nordic especially tailored for quite frankly where I can't wait until we start taste testing so there's so many great things and soon I'm going to have an announcement about gold and silver supplier not only physical gold and silver supplier but also someone that can set you up with um, precious metal IRAs and he's he does wonderful work already with Charlie Robinson with David Knight and um, I've heard nothing but great things, and I got to talk to him on the phone. His name is Tony. Wonderful. That'll be something I'll be able to announce to you guys and gals soon, too. I always said I, I wanted some coffee. I wanted some chocolate. I wanted some some smokables, so some whatever. But also, if we're talking about preparedness. Financial preparedness is huge, too. And I, um, I'm glad that we have someone that is ready to personally, personally handle inquiries and anything else from this audience so there you have it all right into the grab bag we go ladies and gentlemen into the grab bag we go another big week next week and the first one we have is you might have heard about it this is from the washington post and syndicated by msn nope that's not it that's just a blank screen nope that's not it either that's my format you see that ladies and gentlemen actually here look Look, you can see that right there. Uh, I give myself a note. Consider the show's tone and relax more, Frank. Hold back language and fight with yourself. It's funny. These are the kind of notes I give myself. <laughs> so so I'm, I promise you, I do try. I take it very seriously. It's, um, I, 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 it's a serious, serious situation. Okay, uh, back over there again. Top British official orders Julian Assange's extradition to the U.S. British government on Friday ordered WikiLeaks founder WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange's extradition to the United States to face espionage and hacking charges, but his attorneys say they will seek to keep him in Britain by pursuing new appeals. This is horrible news because we are a we are a fascist oligarchical society who is going to try everything they can to punish the hell out of Julian Assange, who's already been punished far too much. So we'll, we'll keep up to date with this to see what happens with the appeals, but this is very, this is not good news at all. At all. There is some good news if you have monkeypox, though. The CDC has released some bizarre guidelines to telling you how you can have sex if you must, if you must have sex while you are crawling with these pus-filled blisters and, and infected. From the Daily Mail, how to have sex with monkeypox. 
You can keep your clothes on or you can masturbate six feet from their partner. So if you have your clothes on, the six feet means nothing. This is the CDC. This is the gold standard. Gold standard what we have right here. You can either stay six feet apart and just rub one out looking at the other person. Or you can put a sweater on and you should be fine. I don't even know. Does the CDC understand that there is a... There's a very... I don't know. When you have sex, children, get out of here. Get the children out. They gone? Just pause. All right, they're gone. When you have sex, it's not so much like like I said last weekend when we were watching a little bit of Top Gun on this show, where you lay down on somebody and you just have your mouths open like your baby birds waiting for a worm, and you just you rub your bellies on each other, and then it's over after a half hour. That's not what happens. You understand that? You actually you, you know that there's a there's an entrance, there's an exchange of bodily fluids. You know you can't put genes on your penis. <laughs> you just, I don't, uh, I don't get it. Do they understand that there's a little bit more to this than covering up your chest and your arms? You know, the last thing I was thinking about, the last thing I was thinking about when I had the flu in April was having sex. As fantastic as it is, you know, um, it's okay to take a break. It's all right to take a break. But, but, you know, um... The U.S. chief, the U.S. chief export these days is orgasms. So you can't, that can, we cannot, uh, we just can't interfere with that. We must, must keep having orgasms. You know, how dare you suggest that Americans take a break from expressing themselves? You know, somebody calls it, it's a bad personal expression. Well, that being said. Hey, uh, we're jumping into the deep end even more so now. This is coming out of France. From the B- According to the BBC, Europe heat wave is hitting out there, and outdoor events have been banned in parts of France now. Now they have taken the liberties to ban outdoor events because of excessive heat, and of course they're blaming it on climate change. All right? Outdoor public events have been banned in an area of France as a record-breaking heat wave sweeps across Europe. Concerts and large public gatherings have been called off in Gironde, department around Bordeaux. On Thursday, parts of France hit 40 degrees Celsius earlier in the year, earlier in the year than ever before, with temperatures expected to peak on Saturday. So earlier in the year than ever before. So if you, if it if it if it's 90 degrees in March, that is somehow different from it being 90 degrees in August because in March you're not expecting it. Therefore, it's more dangerous. I don't understand what that even means. Scientists say periods of intense heat are becoming more frequent and longer lasting as a result of global warming. So um, they're going to be uh, prohibited. On June 18th, resistance celebrations will be prohibited from, let's see here, uh, Friday until the end of the heat wave. Indoor events at venues without air conditioning will also be banned. So there you go, folks. It's no holds barred now. Climate lockdowns, they are being normalized. And if you think that I'm exaggerating with that, then let's just wait. (laughs) Let's just wait. They were already talking about that in the middle of 2020. 
But I saw a couple of people responding to this as it was tweeted out by Disclose.tv. Here's a little bit from just ordinary people. In This Together says, So if France is facing an unprecedented heat wave due to climate change, what caused the hottest ever recorded heat wave in the UK and France in 1930? And there is a uh, the headline from the 1930s. Highest temperature in 19 years, France swelters. Swelters with 122 degrees. 14 people have died as a result of severe heat wave, which is sweeping over England. France is also suffering from the heat wave. Paris experiencing the hottest day in late August since 1870. That was in 1930. So, underneath that, someone else said, anyone else remember the summer of 1976 in the UK? And they go on and on and on. Now, heat advisories, telling people to seek shade, uh, water, hydration, it's just never enough to give adults meaningful information that they can go and make adult decisions with. It's never about that. It's about training people that you must heal. You must heal when your dog walkers tell you to heal. Doesn't matter what it is. So... Don't tell me it's a reasonable it's a reasonable action from government. It's not. If we live in a truly free society in which adults can be trusted to be adults, then give them information and let adults be adults. Here's a little something from Russia Today, RT. This will probably get me taken off of YouTube in itself. Russian president predicts change of elites in the West. Economic mistakes are driving the EU toward deepening inequality and surge of radicalism, Putin has said. Economic mistakes are creating the conditions in the EU for deepening inequality, a surge of radicalism, and eventually a change of the elites, Russian President Vladimir Putin warned on Friday. Speaking at the the, the plenary session of the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum, The Russian leader argued that all the current talk in the West about so-called Putin's inflation was designed, quote, for those who cannot read and write. It's true. The term has been previously used by U.S. President Joe Biden and U.K. Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Quote, the European Union has completely lost its political sovereignty and its bureaucratic elites are dancing to someone else's tune. You're damn right. Accepting whatever they are told from above, causing harm to their own population and their own economy, Putin said. In the Russian leader's opinion, the policy at EU's authority will deepen the split in the West and not only on an economic matters, but also on its values system. Quote, such a detachment from reality, from the demands of society, will inevitably lead to a surge of populism and the growth of radical movements, to serious social and economic changes, to degradation, and in the near future, to a change of elites. Putin said, The term Putin inflation describes inflation resulting from the difficulties with energy supplies, logistics, and exchange rates allegedly caused by the Russian military offensive in Ukraine and sanctions imposed on Moscow by Western countries. The Russian president has previously accused EU leaders of committing economic suicide by attempting to give up Russian energy. And of course, that is what is happening, but it's a necessary thing to do right now because it'll give us a reason that they can point to when this ridiculous fiat currency central banking system that we have right now that's rotten dry rotted finally collapses and you heard jerome powell talking today about how now they're pushing straight out that 
there's a lot of things going on in the world economically. It might affect our our world reserve status and the and the, the the idea you know our role in the world economically might change and that the only way to really keep up with it is the digital dollar the central bank u.s digital dollar so we're getting rid of cash ladies and gentlemen so that's why the uh, the gold and the silver might be really good to bring on right around now but this is what i'm talking about i was watching a little bit of the the putin thing and um if this is a dying man, then Joe Biden has been dead for years. I'll just put it that way. He stood at the podium for a, a, about an hour, spoke well beyond coherently. And I think he spoke at least about Ukraine for an hour. I didn't see much more outside. I didn't watch the whole thing. But some people said that he spoke close to three hours. I have not been able to confirm it. I was looking for videos that long. Couldn't see it. But like I said, if this, if Vladimir Putin is a dying man... Then Joe Biden's been dead for years. And if he is dying, then even more credit due. Even more credit due. And speaking to that point, Jimmy Dore tied it all together on Tucker Carlson the other night. This was great. This is three minutes and a half. That that is just it just flies by because you know, he's he's progressive and I don't um, I don't agree with him a lot when it comes down to the things that progressives usually ask for and envision from government. But Jimmy is Oh, man, I would love to have him on this show. I'd love to be his friend. I really enjoy his takes. He's very consistent on social issues. Um, He's very consistent on a lot of things. He is not blind. He's not politically blind uh, and ideologically blind and really good on free speech, really good on civil liberty issues beyond speech. And here he is talking about Putin and Russia and the real, real situation we're facing right now. Now, are you keeping a list of all the things Putin is doing? Russia is very powerful. They control a lot of things. Uh, They overthrew our government. They committed a coup on America. They control the gas prices, and Russia is responsible for our inflation. And let me just tell you, uh, last time I checked, Russia couldn't get their good vodka into Trader Joe's. So I don't think they're really controlling everything like they say they are, okay? Uh, The the Democrats right now are in power. They have complete control of government. And like all politicians, they don't want to take the blame for anything. They want you to blame everybody and everything or anybody and anything for the pain that you're feeling right now, except blame them, the people with the power right now. And so that's why everything comes back to Putin, because Putin is a proxy for their Trump hate, right? And you said Larry Summers blamed January 6th on inflation, which is an old uh, Clinton advisor. So uh, what what they don't want us to realize is that we have a unipolar government, right? So yes. if you vote for uh, Joe Biden, it, it's you're voting for uh, Goldman Sachs. If you, Mitch McConnell, the same thing. You're voting for our oligarchy, True. and they don't want you to know that. And as soon as people wake up that we've been being screwed by the same billionaires that control Joe Biden, that control the Republican Party, that's what scares them. They don't want us to, they don't want me on your show talking to your audience, telling them that people on the left, we smell a rat, and we know that Joe Biden is completely controlled by the oligarchy and the corporation.
reparations. And right now, the American people are paying the price. What are we paying the price for? Not for Putin's inflation, not for Putin's gas hike. This is Joe Biden's invasion. This is NATO's invasion. This is Joe Biden's policies. These are Joe Biden's policies that are wrecking the dollar, that are propping up the ruble to it's stronger than it's ever been, and they're blaming a foreign country. Imagine if Trump did that. They'd be making jokes about it every night on the nightly news. Of course, they're not. I'm not I mean, at the nightly talk shows. But of course, they're not. They're all coddling. You saw Jimmy Kimmel have to coddle that old man, the guy who probably got stuck in a couch before he left that place. This is who's. And you know, Joe Biden's not making the decisions. We all know that he's mentally right. impaired. And we all know that Kamala Harris isn't making those decisions because she also can't speak in clear sentences. So who is really running the country? Well, whoever runs the Democratic Party, which is a handful of billionaires, those are the ones. So if you're paying a higher price, they did a controlled demolition of our economy with the COVID lockdowns. And That's nobody right. wants to take responsibility for that. COVID lockdowns, which Johns Hopkins University proved saved zero lives. They didn't make any impact on the death rate whatsoever. Right. So that they don't want to take responsibility for that. They want you to blame your neighbor. They won't want you to be angry at the oligarchs or Fauci or Big Pharma or the media that controls you, that makes you think that essential medicines are poison. They want you to blame your neighbor. It's everybody is a Trumper or they're not. It's you're with us or against us. And that is a that's the only message they have left. And then they have censorship left because they have failed, Tucker. Why do you think it is that Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer are the leaders in the House and Nancy in the Senate and Nancy is the leader in the because they're not leaders. Those people have negative charisma. I wouldn't ask Chuck Schumer directions to the freeway. Why are they the leaders? Because they're the ones who take the most money from the billionaire class that actually runs this country. They take the money from them and they, they disperse it to the other members of Congress so they vote for them as leader, not because they're leaders, but because they're the most corrupt. Man, is that true? Great, Jimmy Dore. Great to see you tonight. Thank you so much. Oh, the truth has a certain ring to it. It feels great, you know, flushes you out, flushes you out. Now, that's that's something. And now, speaking of The Walking Dead, here's Joe Biden. Here's Joe Biden. This is what he was dealing with and what he wanted to make sure everybody knew. Took to the podium and he got right to the meat and potatoes of what Americans really care about. Pride is back at the White House. Where did it go? You were president last May as well, or last June as well. Where was pride last year? Did it go? So are you correcting an error that you made? Pride is back at the White House. Does he know that Donald Trump, even though it doesn't mean anything really, uh, was the first pro-gay, pro-GLB president, presidential candidate from the onset? You know that he has he has a a, a history of, of spending a lot of time on on Howard Stern and uh, and and uh, and doesn't have a problem with gay people, and that when he was on the campaign trail, he was he was uh, he was showered with support, and he didn't reject it at all. Meanwhile, people like Joe Biden and all of his 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 uh, colleagues they were not only drafting horrible crime bills, but they were also the ones that were behind things like "Don't Ask, Don't Tell," "Defense of Marriage." They 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 are. They are career flip-floppers. They maybe, they probably don't care about homosexuality because we know how they roll. But as far as what their public policies are and how they play games, I mean, we know that this is all nonsense. 100% 
all nonsense. And they know the mental state that we're in, the spiritual state that we're in as a country. And that's the game that they play. You know, for some reason, Donald Trump actually launched a global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality around the world. None of his business to do that. But I mean, how many? And of course, any any gay ambassadors or or anybody that he actually appointed or promoted that happened to be gay, that were good at their job, just happened to be gay. They 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 were persona non grata. Remember, you're not gay, you're not black, you're not lesbian, you're not brown, unless you are a Democrat, black, gay, brown, green. You understand? I know that you do. But this is what it is. This is what he thinks people care about. Pride is back at the White House. Listen. From, from day one, from day one, this has been the most pro-equality administration in history. Maybe that's why from day one this uh, administration has been a, a damn disaster. From day one, we started laying the groundwork for the, uh, the energy crisis that we're in right now. Led by guys like Pete Buttigieg. so many others. I think we have more LGBTQ plus people than any administration or every administration combined. No, I, I really mean it. Wow. I, I, I really mean it. Yeah, that's, that's obviously, it's obviously not fixing our problems. Obviously not fixing our problems. Staffing the, the White House with as much sexual kink as possible. What the hell does that mean? You, you, you know what he just basically said? He said no other administration in history has sought to hire this many people who prefer 69ing with members of the same sex to work in departments and agencies that should largely not exist. Raucous applause. This is so pathetic. It's so pathetic, and it just makes you feel inspired. You need to go see psychiatric. You have to seek out psychiatric help. But then again, the therapist you're probably going to see is a bleeding heart leftist anyway. So they're just going to tell you that I'm wrong and you've been right the whole time. So that's where our priorities are. That's why things aren't getting any better. But we're going to have a fun time tonight. I have a little bit of show and tell first on the other end of this intro. And then we're going into most embarrassing moments and brain farts. And I think it's going to be a great time with Friday programming. And then we have book club afterwards. So... Don't miss anything tonight, ladies and gents. We will be right back. This is Max and Caparato, 12,060 oh. feet. You can get as high as I am by watching the Quite Frankly podcast. One ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's rock!
your attention, please. And now the moment we've been waiting for is here. Yeah. Another one of them days. Another one of them weeks. Coming to a close, but what a wonderful week it has been. Had a fun time last night. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was pretty great too. Next week we have wonderful guests. I might have some big announcements to talk about. And um, and we'll get to that. I'll just wait until after the weekend. And we'll do all that stuff. So, welcome to the show. I want to say off the bat, I realized I missed a bunch of foxhole gold pills last night. I'm usually very impeccable with that stuff. So I'm very sorry I got distracted. I don't think... Don't ever think that uh, I take any of you guys and gals for granted there. Just a lot of moving parts over here. I'm actually impressed with myself for having been so on top of things. You know, being a dancing monkey. The one-man band thing. So I, uh, I appreciate you all, and I'll make sure to be extra special, extra careful tonight as I look through all the Super Chats that come in on, quite frankly, superchat.com and and uh, Rumble and Rockfin and the Gold Pills. So we'll do that. I also want to do a little bit of show and tell. You want to do a little show and tell? Here's something I think is just so incredible. I took a picture of this today. Lauren and Aurora, they left the house to go and and run a few errands together uh, this morning when I was downstairs recording the episode, uh, this morning's episode of Dark to Light. And when I came up afterwards to start working on tonight's show, for quite frankly, I saw a uh, a common sight these days in the living room. And sometimes I find it in Aurora's bedroom or wherever the hell else she she uh, she spends a little bit of time. My mother's living room, wherever it is, I get this. Look at this. This is what I call baby crop circles. I know that all of you parents out there have seen this kind of behavior before. It is so fascinating for me to see how she arranges these objects, the, to see the reasoning behind everything. If you're watching right now, you see how this, she, she left it just like this. And in her room, it was like, it was incredible yesterday what she did with arranging everything on her floor. So on the top left over here, you know, whoops, right around here. So you have this, you have the, the cars, the four cars that she put together. And then she has these two uh, play telephones that she always calls her cousin Charlie on. And then there's two jars next to the two telephones. And then she has her, her uh, what is this? That's her flashlight right there. Then she has the two drumsticks. The two drumsticks that she took uh, for me, so I gave her, and she plays the drums all day. And it's put right next door to the mommy and the daddy sloths. She has a baby sloth, too, but she puts the mommy and the daddy together a lot. And uh, and then we have, you know, her baby. Her baby in, in the thing there. Then there's a another little, you know, the, I don't know, like a vase or something. And then down here, another little collection of dishes and cups and jars. The clustering, I, I find it so fascinating because you can, I can see the reasoning behind it. I mean, there's no real function, but I just see it. And it's amazing because after a while, she'll take that, then she'll start moving them all to different parts of the house. 
and she'll find new arrangements for them, but they all make sense. It's truly, truly grand, really is. I also wanted to give you a little bit of a uh, tour of the studio as it's been made up. So let's do that. Boom. So there is the uh, there's the, the door to the broadcast room. You see you have the little Yankee corner over there. And then uh, you make your way across. Oh, well, there's my... There's the Spookies poster. There's the Charlie Hayes catching the last... The last out in the 1996 World Series up there. Joe DiMaggio. King gave me that years ago. And then we make our way across. There's where Rob and... Or Tony Black and my mother sit right there. Rob sits on the left, of course. Then we have the rearranging. That that Frank Sinatra thing used to be behind me, but now it's above the switchboards. And then we have the uh, Old Glory. Old Glory with the horse's head and the rat pack and the hookahs and the all good stuff. I finally got all my Star Wars posters right there above the the guest couch to stay on the wall. Han shot first. Try not, do or do not, there is no try. And then we, we switched up the poster on top. A nice old champ. I love those classy old vintage champagne posters. And then you go more to the left and you see my ridiculous face. There I am. Hey. <laughs> Just hanging out on Franklin Street. Actually, Frank, this Franklin Street right here, this is an authentic piece. It was sent to me by a viewer of the audience. This is a humpback a humpback street sign from Old Manhattan. Old Manhattan, back in the day, around the turn of the 20th century. And then we have our disaster, our, our little disaster section, which, uh, you know, this one right here is the latest. I had somebody in the audience really send me, send me a 1937 New York World Telegram uh, front page of the Hindenburg disaster. So I went to a buddy of mine who does really fantastic framing and I said I need this framed. And that's what uh, that's what we did. And then you make we make our way over here. We have like the America corner. We have our founding documents and we have just uh just really good things. I mean that's what more do you want me to say? And that's kind of what happened with the the feng shui in here. The feng shui in the room flows a lot better clean as a whistle clean as a whistle so welcome to the new studio all right i mean there's other things around here that you can't see because the swivel cam doesn't go 360 i got a brand new uh fireplace so it's very cozy in here with the fireplace and i don't know maybe one day you'll get a better better view of things all right now we go into our standing tradition on Fridays, and that is the Babylon Bee. Let's get to some Babylon Bee headlines, because they were good this week. First headline, banned from national retailers, Mike Lindell forced to engage in back alley pillow deals. Oh, man. There he is, hawking pillows in, in, in strange back alleys. That's it. He's the illegal pillow man. Fantastic. Headline, explorers discover remote island untouched by Pride Month. Let's all go. Let's all go. Here's another one. Tampon supply shortage solved by emptying out tampons in the men's bathroom. <laughs> That's That would be one of the best places to go to get it all out. Another headline. 
Bowing to pressure from LGBTQ activists, next January 6th hearing will include a gay kiss. Wow. Because you know you can't put out any kind of Broadway production now without a full-on gay scene of, uh, of public display of, of affection. That or a new Pixar film or something like that. Did you hear about that? Pixar? They put out a, uh, a Buzz Lightyear origins film called Lightyear, and it's already been banned in like 14 Middle Eastern countries and things like that, and the Chinese, because they forced in a lesbian uh, couple with a child, and they forced in a lesbian kiss on a Pixar animated film. And of course, the countries that all ban it are the ones that they put up the disclaimers for to tell us that we've offended their culture by putting out Aladdin. Back to this. Headline, more Mormons waiting till later in life, like 22, to get married. <laughs> Another one, man starting to wonder if he shouldn't have invested his life savings in an imaginary token saying he owns a digital painting of a cartoon monkey. Yes, very happy I didn't get into all that stuff. Anthropologists now believe all female Amazon tribe collapsed because nobody could get any jars open. That must have been a horrible end. Horrible end. Think about all that food that they could have eaten to stay alive, but none of those ladies could get the jars open. All those pickles, the waste. Another headline. New Daily Wire Western film draws criticism for scene where Ben Shapiro appears as traveling salesman for life insurance. That's... That's, uh, yeah, that, that will definitely get a lot of people in a tizzy. McDonald's introduces a new one Bitcoin value meal. <laughs> it's finally affordable. You can play, hey, you can get yourself a large fry and maybe a small Coke with one Bitcoin soon. DC politicians on edge as CDC announces arrival of a lizard pox. They, are very, they don't want to be uncovered. They do not want to be revealed. Science tests positive. Science tests positive for COVID. Of course, the science being Anthony Fauci, the uh, rat man, the rat man himself. Headline, I accomplished nothing today, says mom who spent all day nurturing in infinitely precious human souls. <laughs> See, ladies, go easy on yourself. Remember what you're doing. Remember what you're doing. Starbucks engineers have reportedly almost developed cup of coffee half as good as McDonald's. It's true. Starbucks coffee is horrible. Horrible. Um, I will take a Frappuccino from time to time if I'm feeling gay enough. And, uh, you know, sometimes it gets hot enough where everybody feels gay enough for a Frappuccino. But other than that, I don't know how anybody could go in there and, yeah, I'll just have a, a large coffee. A large black coffee from you, you. You might as well go to like a, a a Getty station or something like that and have somebody squirt, um, you know, diesel fuel into your mouth. I don't know what would what would be more expensive at this point, but it would be the same drinking experience. I don't know why anybody drinks Starbucks coffee. You're a moron. Here is a Here's a headline. Disney digitally replaces Tim Allen with Chris Evans in all episodes of Home Improvement. I don't get this one. 
I don't get the. Oh, I think Tim Allen was was trending this week. Maybe it has something to do with that. There's one more thing. Brett Kavanaugh unveils updated Supreme Court robe. It's a it's a uh, um, bomb squad vest. Hispanics just voting for whichever candidate isn't calling them Latinx. I know Javi, Javi from Houston likes this one. La Kleenex. San Francisco mayor happily reports less human poop on city streets due to food shortages. Yes, if you have less food, you're, you're going to be producing less poop. So that's great, great news for San Francisco. I'm happy for you all. A couple more. Death toll from January 6th skyrockets as hearing, uh, as hearing viewers die of boredom. They will all be counted as such. Scholars now think that $6.66 in Revelation refers, 666, refers to price of gas in the end times. It could be. It could be. One last one. Where the hell is it? I saw it before. Here, here's, here's, this is my favorite one right here. Last one of the day of the week. Study shows kids who are homeschooled could miss out on the opportunity to be a gay communist. <laughs> Wonderful. Congratulations. Babylon B, second to none. Second to none. This is just, I love it. I love it. Oh, hold on. I just got a word in the Discord. AK in the Discord just said, Frank, it's because Buzz Lightyear movie is voiced by Chris Evans now instead of Tim Allen. That's what it is. Tim Allen was Buzz Lightyear uh, until this new shit movie. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. There you go. Now we have the context. Imagine all the stuff that we can learn from Babylon B. Lauren said, I'm not a moron, thanks. Lauren doesn't drink coffee. Lauren gets mochas. There's coffee in the mocha. Right, right. There's coffee in the mocha. But I've never seen Lauren go into a Starbucks and order just a, a, a coffee with, with cream. Never seen it. It's mochas for her, which I say it's a specialty drink. Those are the most tolerable in... in uh, in Starbucks. So, no, Lauren, you can't find a way to take offense over that. All right. Now, now what do we do? What shall we do together? I saw a few posts that made me think I need to ask this audience about embarrassing moments in their lives. And here's how I, I fashioned the question. Here's the show thread. Tell me about the most embarrassing moments, awkward exchanges, brain farts, etc. Things and experiences that you can now look back on and laugh that were probably not that funny at the time. You probably wanted to jump off a bridge at the time. Who knows? And I am so excited to see what has come back from this audience because I've got other ones we can fall back on that are be, they're going to be very fun for you. So I have an embarrassing line open on Discord in case you want to jump in and let me know about your experiences there. And, uh, and what else? What else? All right, let's get into this a little bit. Get some nice little music bed here. All right, perfect. The first one up, this is from Photograph Remote 1316. It says, I'm going to the local hospital with an acid burn injury in a delicate female region. The funniest part was telling my daughter, best friend's mom, how it happened as she was the receptionist and what the doctor's hand uh, and what the doctor's hand over at the end of the shift would sound would have sounded like laughter and winces 
Beware of the lady toys. They are not your friend. What? Beware of the lady toys and acid. What are you talking about? P.S. I had to attend a burn clinic follow-up and they asked if I minded having a student present. Uh, a student present. Student present. And I said, why not? They may never see a case like this ever again. The doctor winced and said, you poor thing, but you'll make a full recovery. So I don't get it. Uh, th there was a, what, like a battery? A battery exploded from a vibrator? Is that what I'm missing here? I don't get it. If that's the case, well, thank God I, I didn't have to go to a, uh, I didn't have to go to a hospital for it, but um, there was one instance in like freshman year of college or senior year in high school with that KY warming gel. I used to work at a pharmacy, and my girlfriend at the time, like, oh, you, you, did you hear about this new KY warming gel? So I can, I can take a bottle. Let's see what it's all about. Well, let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, nothing happened that day because I squirted a little on myself. I was like, oh, wow, it actually is getting warm. Then all of a sudden, I started feeling this ripping sensation of pain shooting through everything because it had creeped inside. It had gone inside, and uh, it was bad. So I had to run to the bathroom. I'm straddling the sink. I'm trying to wash it off of me, and it was bad. And then I realized to myself afterwards why anybody would need warming gel if you're having sex with someone that is alive. But that wasn't really an embarrassing situation for me because I didn't have to tell anyone except now. But that was so... It was five lives ago, so we might as well just... Why not? All right. Here we go. Jerry Coogan says, I'd like to tell you about my most embarrassing moment, but it's too embarrassing. Oh, very cheeky. Buckeye Steven says, my coworker Paul was on a phone call with a vendor discussing a project, a timeline, pricing, etc., etc. At the end of their call, I overheard Paul say, I love you, bye, as he hung up the phone. As soon as he hung up, he realized his mistake. Out of habit from frequently speaking to his wife on the phone, phone, it had just popped out. Paul and I then had a hilarious discussion. Paul didn't think so about what he should do. Let it go and hope the other guy didn't catch it or call back and explain how he didn't actually love him, etc. I still smile when I think about it. I can't tell you how many times I have told people that I love them uh, with, because of stuff like that. And, I, and how many times I have stopped myself from saying... All right, man. Love you. See you later. It, it it's just I that that's funny. That's some funny stuff. Photograph remote says my coworker really uh, was really ditzy and took an inter internet order, but failed to ask the lady how to spell her surname for the paperwork. Fast forward a week, I took a call from an irate customer. Her name was Mrs. Kitomy, Chitomy, Chitomy, C H Y T O M Y. I knew it was Kim. I knew it was Kim. She had written shit on me. Shit on me. Okay. <laughs> it's on the invoice. I nearly choked up my coffee laughing. Mrs. Shit on me is here. Probably spent a lot of time on that, uh, on that, <clears throat> that, uh, whatchamacallit, the shit hammock from, what's his name? John McAfee. Outrageous Worry 5781 says, I used to be a dental assistant in my 
early 20s. My boss and I attended a Christmas party with dentists from the area we lived. A dentist friend of my boss came up and began talking to us. My boss introduced me to this oral surgeon. I recognized his name as the oral surgeon who, was extra- who had extracted my wisdom teeth. Instead of the normal, you pulled my wisdom teeth, I said, you've been in my mouth before, which elicited an uproarious response as I shrank back into my shoes. Out of the mouth of babes, huh? Yeah, wow. Yeah, that just came on out. You've been in my mouth before. Oh, really? So, damn. (laughs) Oh, Silver Hermit 78 said, I got pulled over for doing 120 miles an hour in a 55. Damn. Come on now. When I pulled out my money clip, a bag of weed caught on it, and it it unfurled right in front of the cop's face. Got a careless driving ticket and a conditional discharge. Oh, my gosh. You're lucky. You're lucky. Young Breesky says a friend and I were being initiated into Knights of Columbus. The friend said he couldn't find clean underwear and went commando. Friend didn't know. Pants he chose had a hole in the crotch. Friend went through entire initiation with his balls <laughs> With his balls hanging out of his pants And had no idea He told me afterwards that the sponsor Was occasionally looking at his crotch Though maybe the sponsor was a little light in the loafers So to speak But no It was because my friend's balls were dangling the whole time In all their glory As you're being initiated into Knights of Columbus My gosh Uh, Little Miss Kate says, in college, we had a blood drive, and if you gave blood, you got a heart sticker to wear. I walked into class late and noticed my teacher had one on, and I blurted out, hey, Mr. Jones has a heart on. I never saw a black man blush until then. I have a heart on for you. I think Michael Scott drops that line in the office. You can call in now with some of your stories, 914-595-6953. I just want to take your embarrassing or brain fart stories. Let's keep it on on topic if we can. I also have an embarrassing line on Discord. Let's keep going in the meantime. Bitter Midget 610 says, I lost my virginity to a girlfriend I had as a freshman in high school. It was my parents' house, and instead of flushing the condom down the toilet like a normal human, I tossed it in the garbage and uh, garbage can in the bathroom. The next morning, my parents' dog decided to dig it out of the trash and run around the house with it. Awkward conversation with parents and Sue's. They were happy I used protection. My dad, trying not to laugh, was giving me the that's my boy look the entire convo. You see... That's what I figured would be one of the, the, the perks of having a boy, is I can give the that's my boy. And now, I, uh, I'm not having that, that thought whatsoever. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> not, my, not my real name. Says, I had been dating the man. I had been dating the man who would eventually become my husband for a few months. He invited me to go on a short trip with some friends for Halloween bar hopping. We were all going in costume. He was Dick Tracy. I was Poison Ivy. I looked hot. You sound hot. I was 21 and had on a green bodysuit with fake ivy wrapped around me, silver stilettos. My red hair looked perfect. 
Unfortunately, we got hopelessly separated from our ride and decided to stay the night in town. We got a room and took a cab to Walgreens where I got a sweatshirt and sweatpants that I could change into. Back in the hotel, I was afraid of what my new love would think if I had failed to wash my hair. This was the first night we'd spent together. I knew washing it was a bad idea. See, I have wildly curly hair, but no products and no straightening iron with me. I figured seeming, uh, I figured seeming gross was worse than looking like I stuck my finger in a socket. The next morning, our ride returned for us, and I had to walk out of the hotel in a sweatshirt, sweatpants, red afro, and silver stilettos. I'm sure everyone thought I was a hooker on crack. Thankfully, my boyfriend wasn't phased. We just celebrated 18 years of marriage. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's fantastic. That's great. <laughs> That's a great story. I guess you just had to, I mean, you, you could have found something like a, a towel to wrap around your head. Um, people could think, oh, well, maybe she just got out of the shower or something like that. I don't know. But you owned it. That That's just as funny. And now, 18 years later, you have this wonderful story you can sh you can share. Blue Ridge Commentary says, my senior year of high school, I was a captain of the school's history team. During one of the uh, one of the competitions, the part where there are four people from each team on stage, they can discuss before the uh, before the captain answers. I completely zoned out while being asked a question. Apparently, we all did, but one of the guys offered the KKK as a guess. So I said, "What the hell?" and went with it. Of course, that drew some laughs from the peanut gallery. It turned out the question was something about a benevolent society created in the 19th century, and the answer was the Red Cross. It got worse and funnier after the competition when the father of the guy who guessed it was the KKK, who was my 11th grade history teacher, just looked at me and said, benevolent society, huh? <laughs> Gotta pay attention, especially when you're playing games like that. All right, here we go. Let's take a call. 319, you're on the air. What do you got for us on this Friday evening? Oh, hello. Uh, about the uh, embarrassing stuff that goes on. Yes, please turn off right? the uh, please turn off the show in the background and take me off a of speaker. I did. That's okay. Around. And I, am I All on right. speakerphone? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just get a little closer to the receiver so I can hear you better. Okay. Are you okay now? Yeah, you sound pretty good. Go ahead. Okay. All righty. Um, so it, it's, I don't know if it's, it's funny to anybody else, but I'm 64 now, this is a time ago. Um, I was working at a bank, and for some reason, All right, I'm sorry, caller. I, I'm sorry, caller. Maybe call back in just a little bit. We can't hear you at all. I really would love to hear it, but I, I don't want to have you talking for minutes on end, and, and we don't, uh, we can't hear you. 319, I'm so sorry. But you, you try to maybe find another position where all you, have, you got all your bars or something or call from a landline. I'm so sorry. I'll look for 319 in the call so you can try again. Uh, Mason from Kentucky, go ahead. Hey, what's up, bud? Nothing much. So what so, is your embarrassing story? I, I, got, a, I got two. One's quick. Um, I'll, I'll just give you the first one, and if you want the next one. Um, so the first one uh, in high school... We had I had a friend whose family had like a little deer camp type cabin where we spent the whole summer there. Basically, you know, would have girls over and drink and all that. And uh, 
turned into pretty big parties. One night, uh, me and this girl I was dating at the time went around back, and uh, I threw down <laughs> my friend's tailgate, and uh, she laid down in the bed of the truck, and we, you know, went for it. And uh, about 10 minutes later, I heard someone laughing. And I turned around, and there were about 30 people watching us. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was, uh, it was, real, it was uh, pretty embarrassing at the time, but looking back, it was hilarious. So. Well, did you okay? Well, when you when you realize that you have such a large viewing audience there at that point, what do you we do? Didn't stop. <laughs> okay, we didn't just stop. you got you got cheered on like, at well, that they point. They've been there, I think, for a few minutes, so I was just like, whatever. We were really drunk. So. Oh, well, that that takes the edge off of it. Okay, well then, if if you if uh, if the second story is as uh, as tidy <laughs> as that one, then then go right ahead. Yeah. Very quick. So second one. Um, Second one, uh, I I found um, a like nodule hard spot on one of my balls. Oh God! Uh, about seven or eight years ago, and you know, a little bit of a hypochondriac sometimes. Uh, hopefully, if ho- hopefully it was out. just it was just epididymitis. Yeah, well, it was uh, actually I wakeboard a lot, so it was from smacking my nuts on the water, and they said it formed some sort of hard nodule or whatever. But anyways, um, I went to the doctor. They had they had me do uh, an MRI, actually at the ER because it was the weekend, and you know I'm, I was just crazy young. I thought I needed to get it seen. Well, I go in and they're like, "All right, we're going to do an MRI on it." I go in and it's the most smoking hot nurse I've ever seen in my life, and she wow. asked me to lay down on the table, and uh, she's going to put the gel, you know, on my nuts and uh, check it. It, it's in the aluminum back table in a cold room. <laughs> and uh, it was it was one of the worst showings I've ever had. Oh, oh boy. It was oh. Like, yeah, yeah. You should have said, I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> yeah, I'm normally pretty proud. But, uh, I mean, I was like, I was like, I swear, this is a miss. I promise. You know, like, I swear. Oh, well, okay, yeah. Th- that right there, that one takes the cake, I think, because it's just, it's a situation... It's a situation that is it's so much different, and uh, you got to go through with it. And it's something you don't expect. You probably thought it was going to be some, some uh, I don't know, some Old very ma- yeah, or or like a matronly, some matronly you know uh, radiologist or whoever the hell does that yeah. over there. But man, well, Mason, thank you for those. They were both very great. Hey, I'm going to email you, too, about the test thing. I was the one that talked to you about that a few weeks ago. I'm feeling great now. It's been a huge difference. I've already seen muscle tone and weight loss. Uh been about a month, but I'm, I'm going to email you on that. Wonderful. I'll follow up. So. Thank you, man. I would love that. Thank you so much for All the right. call. See you, bud. Take care. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I have never had a uh, hot nurse or hot female doctor have to check me for anything thank god because i just don't want i just don't even want that uh those two things to to even be a a thing you know just one less thing to worry about all right here we go let, let me get a couple more red over here no com- no no comfortable 914 says once in elementary school i was laughing at something so hard i pissed my pants Somebody commented, I said something like I fell into a puddle, even though there was no mistaking that particular stain for anything else. Well, (laughs) you just had to live through it, I guess. Actually, that happened to me once at a family function. 
I'm remembering this now. Thank you for triggering this memory. It was probably around 1994, something around there. I was in the fourth grade, maybe fifth grade, 95. I don't know. But I went to a family uh, Christmas party, and it was me and my brother, and, of course, all of our cousins are there at a specific branch of the family. And our cousin Bo, our cousin Bo was in the bathroom. And we didn't know he was in the bathroom, but we, me and Anthony, my cousin Kevin, and a few other people, we were, we were you know, running around causing chaos. It was a Christmas party at, at, a, at, a, at a, an older cousin's house. And we went and I don't know why we were running, but we were running toward the bathroom. And we had to, we figured we would go to the bathroom. Maybe it was a safe space or we were playing tag and that was bass or something like that. But we opened, the door was not locked. We busted it open and there is my cousin Bo on the toilet. Uh, he sees us all. He puts his hand up. And he starts start screaming, no, no, close the door. And that was so funny to us. We could not stop. I mean, it's funny right now to think about it too, the panic. We were laughing so hard. I was laughing so hard. I, I peed in my pants. And I knew that it was a very big problem there because I'm at this Christmas party with all my family. I, had to, I went and I found my mother. I attached myself to her leg. And I told her, you got to go to the bathroom. Take me to the bathroom. I attached myself to her leg. So I, I wrapped my arms and my legs around her leg like a monkey. And she had to actually waddle her way over to the bathroom. We got into the bathroom together. That's when I showed her what happened. And she rummaged through the bathroom until she found a hair dryer. And we stayed in there until she could dry the piss on my pants for me to at least go back out there and present myself to the party again. Uh, and, you know, I had to, had to wear the pants for the rest of the night, but at least it wasn't wet. I remember that. Talking about laughing until you pee. Yeah, the the image of my cousin Bo on the toilet, uh, so panicked. Oh man, we were we were all cracking up. I was the only one that lost my my water though. Okay, let's take another call. Let's take another call. Four one three, you're on the air. Hey, hey, four one three. Hey, um, actually, this happened in your show. I called in one day to, um, I think Doc Keck had mentioned something about it. And so I went and looked up what he was talking about and found a website and called it to tell you about a doctrine restless magistrate doctrine or doctrine of restless magistrate. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, 413. Uh, You're very muffled. Maybe get uh, just maybe another inch away from the receiver. Okay, how's this better? That sounds a little bit better. So you heard something Doc Keck said, and then you did what? Yeah, I looked it up online because he hadn't mentioned a website. So I found it. I called you up. And I was going to tell you about the, a doctrine of arrested magistrate. Yes. And totally blanked on what I was talking about. Completely and totally blank-blooded. So... Well, you know, uh, he finally figured out what I was talking about. It what was it, writ, it was just so embarrassing. Writ of mandamus was that it? Yes. Or or the you, the other one. Listen, you know what? I it's a it's a valid it's a valid brain fart slash embarrassing thing because I'll I'll tell you when you finally get into a show or you're on you're on the spot uh, suddenly. I mean, there's, there is a lot of, there's a, a whole new level of, ju- I don't know, the, the atmosphere gets thick, and it affects you. 
I mean, yeah. e even in, in, in a small way, you know, the, the, the on-air light goes on and suddenly you are walking a tightrope, even if it's just, you know, a foot off the ground or, you know, hundreds of feet off the ground. So I, I understand it totally, but you, you've redeemed yourself since and it's okay, my friend. <laughs> okay, I'm glad to hear that. Well, th um, thank you. hot nurse story if you want. Go ahead. Okay, I woke up one morning, my testicles were on fire. I go down to the emergency room. All three of the women are attractive and fairly young. They go, all three of them are involved at one point another in doing examination. They determined that I have a, a infection in my testicles. The funny part was, having gone through all of this very professionally, the three of them are looking at me, they start giggling a, a bunch of schoolgirls because you want to know what size. They have this thing that supports your balls, kind of like a um, drop strap that yeah. doesn't, only covers and holds the balls up. He wants, he wants to know what size I want. It's like, girls, guys don't compare the ball size really, unless they're unusually large or small. It, I guess it's certainly more embarrassing to them, but it's just well, hilarious to watch them giving at school, school girls asking you this, and they've just been through this whole medical procedure quite professionally. So they can go through the medical procedure of figuring out what this infection in your balls are, but at the same time, they started giggling and they needed to know more about the jock strap you were wearing. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, hey, it, it, it is what it is. <laughs> Thank you for the call, my friend. It's great to hear from you. There you have it. I do not wear a jock strap. That's, I guess, one day, right? Isn't that one day? Everybody's balls just start by their knees at that point. That just sounds like a horrible time. Let's take a call. Wait, wait it's 8.02. Let's go on a really quick break. Really quick break. No intermission tonight. Just a really quick break. We're going to go to your Super Chats when we come back. And more of these. We're going to take this down to the bottom of the hour. It's a great show. Plenty of places to stretch out now. Already a number of wonderful calls. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Please, if there's anything you can do over the weekend... Become a sponsor of the show through quitefrankly.tv on the Sponsor Us tab. There is options as little as $1 a month right there directly through quitefrankly.tv on the Squarespace. And then you have the subscri Subscribe Star. That's where all of those specialty tiers are. It would be an immense honor to be welcoming you as a sponsor this weekend. Um, I don't know if I'll be doing a Sunday stream this week because of Father's Day. But um, I, I really cannot wait to get back on the Sunday streams with you guys. We've been doing that, uh, and that's been wonderful, and that is one of the universal perks for becoming a sponsor. The unlisted Sunday streams, uh, priority messaging, emailing, and then, of course, follow-backs on Twitter and all that stuff. But thank you guys for the wonderful support. Social media, the calls, the super chats, everything. And I will see you on the other side of this break. I'm heading to my 10-year uh, high school reunion right now, and I just realized that I listened to all the same exact music that I did back then. Man, some things don't change. <laughs> oh, a funny joke I have for you. Yes. What is the weekend's real name? <laughs> Saturday Sunday 
have the Star Wars Lego set Death Star, but can you chug a sparkling water and not burp? Oh my gosh! What do I do? Mary Beth Chance is from Houston, Texas. Prayed for snow on her wedding day. Yes, I did. Why? I love snow and I don't get to see it much in Houston, so I prayed for snow. It was 32 degrees and no snow on my wedding day, but I had eight inches on my honeymoon. So, we went to Tennessee, so. That's not a bad deal. No. So you sort of got what you were looking That's for. That's right. Good. studio this morning one of the gay rights activists mr should i call you mr pepe julian onzima thank you for coming in thank you for good morning me. morning to you why are you gay who says i'm gay you are gay back here live at the waterfront village with my friend the zombie jonathan you're looking good jonathan just got an awesome face paint job what do you think i like turtles all right you're great zombie and Good times here at the Waterfront Village, open for the next 11 days. We're talking about brain farts, and we're talking about embarrassing moments in life. Yes. So let's get to some super chats, though, and we'll get back to those. I have a tip from Rockfin. It's from Dan... Dan Theater. Dan says, I'm feeling gay enough to tip my man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. With this, I will go and I will get myself a Frappuccino tomorrow because it's going to be nice and warm and I have to do some yard work, so I'll be parched at some point and I'll say, I need a cold refreshment. I'm going to send away for a Frappuccino. And that'll keep my gay feelings suppressed for at least a few hours till I have to find something else to tame the monster inside of me. <laughs> All right, let's get uh, a few more from, quite frankly, superchat.com. Stostube says, Good Friday, Frank. Little support for this show and wanted to shout out a thank you to Justin from Yes Cacao. Chocolate delivered and enjoying a bit of brain power right now. Enjoy the bliss, my friend. Wonderful weekend to you and all the Franklies out there. I love the brain power, too. Um, it's one of those things where when I, when I eat the brain power, I always say to myself, you know, it's not chocolate. It's just not chocolate. Maybe... It's, I don't know. It just does not feel like chocolate. I feel like I just got my, I just got, uh, I don't know. You grow up, you grow up with this idea of, you know, Cadbury, Hershey's, I don't know, Wonka. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you have Yes Cacao. He's like, oh, wow. Yeah, no, the person who makes this actually cares about health. 
It's incredible. So thank you for that, Sosub, and enjoy out there, and all the best to you and your family over the weekend. And uh, happy Father's Day to Christos. Lenny Kenny says, love bomb. Thank you for the love bomb, Lenny. Thank you, Lynn. Nate Bama says, you're going to do... Uh, you're going to do a hallucinogen. If you're going to do a hallucinogen, do DMT. You can start out slow and see how it makes you feel. The best part of it, uh, part about it, is that no matter how effed up you are, it ends in 15 minutes. Nate Bama also says that this is for taking the time to read my email from last night. Thanks, I appreciate it. I try, and I put a lot of time into managing the inboxes personally and being as uh, reasonably accessible as I can. There's a lot of things I just can't do anymore, but I'm trying, and I, uh, no doubt about it. I'm happy when I can succeed. Jesse Woke, thank you so much. Captain Cast Iron says, hello, Frank and Rob. That's from last night. Well, thank you again, you two. All right, now over to... Rumble, and we have Selling the Farm, says, After scavenging coconuts, I still managed to catch the show. Scavenging coconuts? That sounds amazing. Where the hell is Selling the Farm from? And then over to Pilled, Foxhole. Let's go to the top. Sexy Dad 77's back. Oh. Sexy Dad 77 says, I, uh, I thought your comment was too funny. I'm an electrician on construction sites. I hear everything. FJB. Okay, good. Okay, good. So I'm uh, I'm happy that Sexy Dad is not mad at me for, you know, giving him the business last night after he told me that people who, who use curse words are usually lower on the intelligence scale. Cave Toad says, how do pills work? Can you turn them in for money? Do the foxhole folks get a cut? I need to know. Yes, it is like a... There is an exchange rate. It does. It does end up going toward. Um, this is how we are fueling the production at the network, and a little bit outside of that too. Um, but it, it's like a. I don't know. Like a. I think a. Is a gold pill like one gold pill equal to a penny? I'm not sure how that works. But it's, you know, it's not like one gold pill is a dollar, but it is real. And there is a, uh, there is a, I think a, a small amount that that foxhole gets, which great because they continue to work to stabilize and grow this wonderful platform that has been nestled so nicely onto quitefrankly.tv and has allowed us to do some really incredible things without any stress, you know, Time to time, there's been growing pains. I'm sure there still will be. But as of right now, we are so much more stable than we were six, seven months ago. And, uh, and yeah. As far as all the... You can go and contact... Um, what is it? Uh, I don't know. Support at pilled.net. And you can ask any questions that you'd like. I'm sure that they would help you. It's not our platform, so I can't give you the ins and outs. Anyway... Thank you so much, Cave Toad. Space Coast Patriot. Thank you. Witchy Poo 22. Have a cold one. I just sent Witchy Poo 22 her book today. And I uh, I put a little an, 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 inscription, an inscription in there. But also Aurora did something nice for her too. Because she wanted Aurora to, to write a little inscription. I said, okay, we're going to do you one better. Witchy Poo will see very soon. It's out in the mail. 
Uh, C. Blanche, I am with uh, I'm with Putin, not effing JB. Okay. The die has been cast there with C. Blanche. Doug Simmy, thank you. Texas for Trump, thank you. Robert Sarns, EO, says happy Father's Day weekend to one of the best daddies out there. Enjoy. I am so happy that you would say something like that. I obviously do try. See, my biggest, my biggest thing with this show and fatherhood is knowing just how much to share and how much to keep to myself. Trust me, and any proud father out there just wants to show you everything. Just, oh, look at her doing this. Oh, look at, listen to the squeal of delight as she gets sprayed down by the hose by, with, with uh, Lauren in the, in the driveway during a hot day. You want to hear the squeal? This happened earlier on today. Uh, when I already left for the studio, so I'm so upset I missed it. She's getting sprayed down with the hose in the driveway. It was nice and hot outside. Listen to the squeal. That gets me. That squeal right there. Ah, skipping through the water. Skipping through the water. I'd also, speaking of Skip, I, uh, I'd also like to wish happy birthday to my stepfather, Skip. It is his birthday today. And unfortunately, it is also his first day back in the hospital. He was released for a day. They should not have released him. He had a, he, there's, there's still things they need to figure out about his blood pressure and his, you know, his general weakness and some abdominal pain. Not going to get too deep into his situation here, but he had to go back because there was just so. Unfortunately, it's just one of those way it weighs down on a person's spirit to have the last two months be just one setback after another, and most of it caused by the care you're supposed to be getting from supposedly one of the greatest hospital systems and networks in the country. So, for Skip's birthday, if everybody can please just. Uh, keep them as an addendum to your prayers once again it's uh it's rough to see this happen but he is uh the main thing is keeping him in good spirits because otherwise there's always uh there's always there's always good good opportunity for healing all right what else do we have we have a couple more here on foxhole we'll just skip them right through them right through them happy father's day frank godspeed from c blanche Cave Toad again. Happy Father's Day, Frank. Bless you and, and all uh, and all you love. Keep up the amazing work. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. I really appreciate it. You guys have been really nice about that. Even before Aurora was born. That was something else. Witchy Poo. Uh, again. Zoso Dude says, Frank, this might be the sexiest shirt you own. I know. I know. And it's so well well worn because it is... It is fading now. The mystery ship shirt for Zoso Dude. I need a new one. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I Chihuahua. Cave Toad again. On topic, I once called the CEO of my company the wrong name. I work remote. He was just a guy. Yeah. Lots of things. Lots of things that can go wrong. All right. You want to hear some other things? Here is a little bit from our our thread, then we'll go back to our calls if we have some time. 
Elevator Dependent 765 says, Around my second Christmas of married life, I was putting the dog in her crate before bed and started singing the Christmas song that goes... Up on the rooftop, reindeer paws. Up on the rooftop. I, oh, I don't know. But I changed the words to my own. I uh, I quote, up on the rooftop, Sadie, paws. That's the dog's, say, the dog's name, Sadie. That song is so stupid, reindeer don't have paws. My wife looked at me so confused. She said, pause, as in to stop. And I shook her head. And she shook her head. You don't want to shake your wife's head. That's not good. <laughs> I went over 30 years thinking that song was saying reindeer paws. Idiot. That stuff happened to me a lot there, too. Um, I remember an ex of mine. What's that song? And I'm hungry like the wolf. Little things like hungry like a wolf, which I just think it just makes it so much more kindergarten-ish. Uh, there's another one that I... Oh, okay. Um, well, my brother, for the longest time, Elvis Presley, I'm all shook up. When he was younger, up until maybe about eight, nine, ten years old, he used to think that Elvis Presley said, Amushika. Amushika. Um, Michael Jackson's, um, let's see here. It's the, on the Off the Wall album. Um... Keep up with the force. Don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. I never heard. First of all, that entire album was very confusing to me as a kid. Even though I loved it, it is very important to me, the Off the Wall album, because my mother played it so much, especially when she was driving to all of her softball games to get pumped up. And um, But I never knew who Michael Jackson's voice was. You know, he was always singing in that higher register, that like almost like falsetto, and I thought that was a girl. And then every once in a while, every once in a while, this 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 obvious man's voice would come in. I said, "Okay, well, there's there's Michael. Jackson. Why doesn't he sing? Why doesn't Michael Jackson sing in his own songs? It's so weird." And then he said, mm, and when, that, when he would sing down there, I said, oh, well, there's Michael Jackson. But why does he only have three lines in his own song? It's so weird. Anyway, keep up with the force. Don't stop. Don't stop till you get it. I never heard keep up with the force. Don't stop. I used to hear, and I could not stop hearing, keep up with the force gorsh. It sounds like hold on. I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna get banned. Uh, this this is gonna be taken down. Uh, hold on. Let's see here. Uh, I can't play it. It's gonna it's gonna screw me on YouTube. I'd rather just keep it up. I gotta do this on another night that we're not on YouTube. So I understand. I understand. You know, uh, Mike Mike had a situation like that with a typo negative song with Black Number One. She's in love with herself. She likes the dark and in the... Well, let's see. Now it's all Hollow's Eve. The moon is full. Will she trick or treat? I bet she will. Um, she's got a date at midnight with Nosferatu. Okay? She's got a date. So it's a very creepy Halloween-y song. She's got a date at midnight with Nosferatu. Mike always used to think he said... She's got a date at midnight with a nose for round two. I was like, what the fuck? And when he told me that, I said, you, you, 
I said, okay, listen, I, I have screwed up lyrics before too, but did you ever ask yourself, what the fuck does that mean? Did that not at least inspire some curiosity to go and check the lyrics? What the hell does a nose for round two mean? <laughs> it's, did you ever ask yourself, what does that mean? <laughs> I guess not. Um, anyway, I get, uh, I get you there. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Oh, hold on. Uh, Lauren says, I thought it was we're the porn stars. Don't stop till you get enough. Keep up. We're the porn stars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That works, too. Yes. We're the porn stars. No, I can see that too. Well, I mean, at least you came up with some English words, Lauren. At least you you formulated some English words. The best I could come up with was keep up with the force gorsh. What the fuck? <laughs> What's that? That is a that a, what is force gorsh? I okay, hold on. I got to listen to this. Um Don't stop till you get enough. Let's see. All right. All right. This is going to get me. Oh, that's so awesome. I, I, I love it. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. See, all this? That right there, I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, who, okay, this is nice that he has, he has, a, maybe this is, is this Janet? This, obviously, this is a girl that's on with him. Uh, no, I have to get, hold on. Wait. See? Four scores? Four scores. It's four scores. How could it be anything else? I can't play it all the way through or else I'll get tagged. So, <laughs> enjoy the off the war. Enjoy the off the wall album on me. Fantastic album. Really is. Legendary. Uh, okay, here's a couple uh, other ones. Outside of this, here you want to hear some brain farts? This is a short thread from a person named Fern Brady. She says the following. I've been wearing my boyfriend's hoodie around the house for the last week. This is from November of 2021. I tried to give it back last night. That, that's not my hoodie, realized with horror. I realized with horror that I've been wearing our builder's hoodie in front of the builder. I had a little I had a little sleep. I had a little sleep in it at one point. Came out of my room, said good morning to the builder wearing his clothes. After realizing my mistake, after a week, I threw his hoodie into the room he's been working in. He then put it in our living room. What does that mean? Am I going out with the builder now? He's pretty old. <laughs> There's more. From someone named Vidawag says, when I was in court, I forgot what to call the judge, so I accidentally called him Your Majesty. And he was like, what? And I repeated it. Your Majesty. <laughs> Incorrect Wana one. Say, uh, here, here he says, Jawan says, three years ago, a cute boy I worked with wanted to give me a fist bump, but I thought that he was pretending to hold an invisible microphone, so I leaned forward and said hello. <laughs> Oh, man, there's your force gorse right there. 
Hannah Durant, and Hannah Durant says, I saw a girl carrying a hamster, so I asked if I could pet it, but it was actually a muffin. <laughs> it was a muffin. So I'm on my way to jump off a cliff now. <laughs> Can I pet your hamster? It's a corn muffin. Oh my gosh. Miss Katerina says, my most embarrassing. One time as a waitress, a guy asked me for extra mashed potatoes. I replied, they are mashed as much as they can mash them. <laughs> Sean says, so this lady came in this morning and walked up to the front desk to, get, uh, to, to greet us before gasping loudly and saying, I forgot my dog. She forgot to bring her dog with her. To the vet. That's yeah, that's talk about a brain fart. Here's another one from Paley is cool. Says I went to say medium meal when reading out an order to a customer. All that came out was <laughs> I went to say medium meal <laughs> when reading out an order to a customer. All that came out was meep meep. Meep meep. I didn't even correct myself. I just stared. <laughs> meep, meep. Like your road runner. Uh, G, uh, G, uh, G Peachy says, I went to ask my customers how their food tasted and had a complete brain fart. <laughs> I can't read some of these. I had a complete... <laughs> I went to ask my customers how their food tasted, and I had a complete brain fart. So I just looked at them and went, mm, while rubbing my stomach. A Here's another one from uh, Zooted Caterpillar Crotch. It says, a stranger knocked on the bathroom stall I was in. I panicked because I forgot what to say and, <laughs> and ended up shouting, come back with a warrant. That's actually great. I actually like that one, come back with a warrant. That's not even a brain fart. That's just really cool. That, that came out. Come back with a warrant. I'm going to remember that. Julia Burns says, I went into a shop, and when I left, they said, have a nice day, and I replied, no, thank you. I thought that they were asking for a receipt. Uh, the kitten, the kitten fits, says, I was eight months pregnant, and I saw someone I knew at a restaurant. They said, oh, my God, what are you having? I said, chicken. Uh, D Bulls Sav says, I'm sick and I have very blocked ears. The doc acts, the doctor asks me, which ear was it? Uh, which ear was it? In confidence, I said, 2021. I held the door open for a woman and she said, thank you. I tried to say you're welcome or not a problem, but my mouth said, you're a problem. <laughs> you're what's wrong with society. You're a problem. I, 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 I did stuff like that, too. I remember I walked up to a customer when I was working in the sporting goods section at Models in high school. And uh, we had this, like, last-minute customer that came in, and they were coming into my department. So I walked up to them asking, you know, I, it, it was a combination of, I don't know, I, I, I pretty much asked them if they had a problem. So do you have a problem? Or, and I, I wanted to ask them, can I help you? But all that came out was, do you have a problem? Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you here? And I, and I, I think I corrected myself. 
Of course, you all know the story about me calling my next-door neighbor Butch, bitch, and not correcting it, just staring at him blankly, and then he just left. I still have not talked to him about that, but I'm going to clear that up soon. I haven't seen him outside. Uh, here you go, screaming. This is from Sir Haram. Screaming, I just hugged my dentist thinking he was going in for one, but really he was just taking off my dental bib. <laughs> Don't think I could ever recover from this. He was just taking the bib. Why did he, th- why did they think it was a hug? Like, good job. Good job. You got through it. This is great. I love this thread. DM Brookies, DM Brooks says, while at work, the girl working behind me was trying to say the pleasure was all mine to a customer, but it came out, I pleasure myself. That's, oh gosh. I pleasure myself, don't worry. Took my dog to the vet. Vet tech asked me to walk over and use the scale. I get on the scale. She said, I meant use the scale for your dog, ma'am. I work at a movie theater, and yesterday I said, enjoy your movie, and she said, you too, and I said, you're welcome. She just, we just stared at each other for a second. (laughs) Enjoy your movie, you too, you're welcome. (laughs) It's like, who, who actually, what happened there? I understand. This is just, this is, this is the, uh, this is humanity. This is what you have to deal with when you're living on planet Earth. It just happens to you. When I was a server, I went to my table and if everything, I asked if everything tastes okay. How is everybody doing? And then it came out as, how does... <laughs> I went to my server. Oh, when I was a server, sorry. I went to ask my table if everything tastes okay. And how is everybody doing? And it came out as, how does everybody taste? <laughs> when I was seven, I went to sign up to the library... And the lady asked at the desk if I was filling out my form, as I was filling out my form and asked, name of the father. And I said, and son and Holy Spirit. In retail, talking to a customer and I meant to say, I'll be right back or I won't be long. Instead, I said, I won't be back and walked away. <laughs> that's a, that's a, like the alternate version of the Terminator. I won't be back. And Terminator just goes back to the future and just stays there, lives a happy life, starts a family. (laughs) Somebody read that one. Uh, And then finally we have this one. When I worked as a cashier, I wanted to say, have a great day. But I said, have grass. And the customer said, you too. Have grass. Okay. Well, that's just, I'm, I'm glad that we did this on a Friday night. I think this is just fantastic. Uh, let me go to the super chats and then we need to do our badass and get out of here. Cause I have to start up our book club stream. So over on Rockfin, lightning in a bottle says my two year old baby girl was cracking up at that Yoda puppet. Love the show, sir. Frank. Thank you. I'm glad uh, Aurora. Uh, the reason why I pulled that aside for today's show is because again, you know, Aurora wakes up from her nap and she comes running in daddy, daddy, daddy. Uh, and then she goes searching my pockets for my phone. And whoa, whoa, I said, I, I'm, I'm not going to do the, the, the Y yet. Yo, duh. I said, I said, Aurora, whoa, duh. And she went, whoa, 
duh. I said, yes. High five. And then I pulled her onto my lap and we watched some, a couple of Yoda shorts and she loved it. She's doing this other thing where she, where she's resisting. Like if she doesn't want to change her diaper or if she doesn't like that, we're stopping her from doing something to resist. She does this like atomic sneeze thing. And she thinks it's going to like stop us in our tracks. Like it's, I don't know. She goes, ah, And I said, what did you just try to sneeze us away? What the, what do you think this is? And then she goes, oh, no. And then she just kind of powers down. She goes to the floor, and she just lays on her stomach, and she head down on the floor. So this is hilarious. I never want this to end. I never want it to end. I really don't. Uh, Lightning in a Bottle says, I once overheard a bartender's conversation with another asking why some olives have orange seeds. Apparently, everyone heard she was talking about the, the, uh, the pimentos. And the whole bar proceeded to crack up. This poor girl felt so dumb. <laughs> uh, one, one more pass on, quite frankly, uh, superchat.com. American Girl says, In high school, I was walking with my lunch tray, not noticing the bench in my path. I flipped over the bench, landing on my back. Tray remarkably unspilled. An entire student, entire student-filled quad area clapped. I got up, curtsied, and wished the ground would swallow me whole. At least you did not lose the lunch. Because that actually makes you like a look you like look like Peter Parker or something like that. Spider-Man. Tyrannical Pepe says, I'm thrilled that the Biden administration has finally found that anti-science Dr. Simone Gold guilty and sending her to prison for 60 days for crashing the people's house on January 6th. Feeling safe tonight. Oh, yes. No, they're, they're wonderful. They're wonderful. We, they're exactly what we need. Thank God the adults are back. Amethyst Cat says, Happy Friday, Frank. Much love. And one way mail, Frank, great funny Friday. I hope that it was funny for you all. It was for me. And I, uh, I hope that you, you share this. This is a wonderful weekend listening. I think this will keep your spirits high and really enjoy yourself this weekend. Please do so. And remember us here. I want to thank uh, a little bit more. Smalls, Tennessee, I caught you live. I usually listen to you on the replay. Great to have you here. This is on Foxhole. Cave Toad, Sean Joe, Put in Hollow, uh, Dancing H2O, and WitchyPoo22 says, Let's skip no. We love and are praying for him. Thank you for everybody, for all your thoughts. I pray for you and your families, though I can't visualize you. It's just something I put out there. And I, uh, I appreciate you. And for you guys and gals who are part of the book club, we have some more stuff to do coming up in just a moment. But first, boy, do we have a wonderful way of ending this and giving way to fri- the, uh, the Father's Day weekend. Badass tonight. Who is it? That's some badass shit. Yes. It's pretty badass. Yes, it is indeed. The badass tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The badass tonight is Mr. Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Irwin was born on February 22, 1962 in Upper Ferntree Gully, Victoria. In 1970, his parents moved their, their family to uh, uh, Birwa, Queensland, and opened the Birwa Reptile Park. 
Irwin grew up loving all wildlife, especially reptiles. He caught his first venomous snake, a common brown, at the tender age of six and would often arrive late to school after convincing his mother to pull over so he could rescue a lizard off the road. By the time he was nine, Irwin was helping catch small problem crocodiles, hanging around boat ramps by jumping on them in the water and wrestling them back into the dinghy. He always had an uncanny sixth sense when it came to wildlife and spent his life honing that skill. By 1980, the Wildlife Park was renamed the Queensland Reptile and Fauna Park. This was Irwin's home and the place he loved the most. There he worked countless hours with his best mate, Wes Mannion, uh, uh, caring for the wildlife and maintaining the grounds. As his love for crocodiles grew, Irwin spent months on end living in the most remote areas of far north Queensland catching problem crocodiles for Queensland government. He developed crocodile capture and management techniques that are now utilized by crocodilians around the world. Steve took over managing the park on October 4, 1991. Two days later, he met Terry Raines, a visiting tourist. On uh, June 4, 1992, they were married in Eugene, Oregon. Instead of a honeymoon, the couple embarked on filming a wildlife documentary while relocating a problem crocodile. The show was so successful that it turned up into a series, The Crocodile Hunter, was born. The TV series became an internationally broadcast wildlife documentary hit. Irwin treasured every opportunity to share his love for wildlife with his children. Bindi and Robert. He instilled in them the need to treat every little, every living being with kindness. Irwin was incredibly proud of his children and often said that he was to be remembered for anything. He hoped that it was for being a good dad. Irwin and his wife worked tirelessly to improve and expand the wildlife park. They renamed it Australia Zoo in 1998. The mission of conservation through exciting education. Irwin tragically passed away in 2006, but his family continues to carry on his life's work. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to play you a minute-long piece of a TV special that was done on him and his family life. And since it's Father's Day, I really want to play this. As when I saw it years ago, I kept it. I kept it for a day that either I wanted to talk about him or especially if I ever became a father because I was waiting for the day to see if I would feel what this man felt. And it is real. It is real. Um, I, I, I have grown to, you know, uh, uh, the most I, I got, the first in, uh, the first kind of introduction to him that I received was from jokey things like South Park and stuff, but he really was an awesome guy and did great work. And that is just an example of a person who just followed his passion. Here is uh, Steve Irwin talking about fatherhood. I never, you know what? I never wanted to be a dad. I couldn't really give a rip. And now I am the proudest father, I gotta tell you. I thought you were gonna be a boy. I just, I, I can't dwell on her for too long or I start bawling my eyes out. When I go into the field, mate, I got a photo. I got a photo of me and my daughter and I can just sit there and just start crying, just looking at her. Who would have thought someone as ugly as me could bring into the world so, something so beautiful, such a treasure? And so, you know, I've been asked about philosophies of fatherhood and, you know, how to be a good parent and all that. And to tell you the truth, mate, all I do is just treat her exactly how I would want to be treated. She wants to have chocolate. Mum's not looking. Here, have the whole block. 
Well, I think our life isn't quite the Truman Show. I mean, we do go home, and that's where we draw the line. And I think home is really nice with Steve. We um, love it. We embrace it. We have an evening together, and we don't talk about all the problems and dramas and cry on the floor about, you know, animals that need our help. We just concentrate on being a family. No one else can go in here. Do you know why? Because it's my zoo, and I'm going to run it someday. And she does. And uh, I thank you all so much for hanging out with me tonight. And rest in peace, Steve Irwin. Have a wonderful Father's Day weekend. We're going to start book club now. I hope that many of you stick around with us. And I'm sure that there's going to be network programming afterwards into the late night. So have a wonderful week. And I'll see you on Monday. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film before a live studio audience. And now, our super chatter, starting with American Girl, Tyrannical Pepe, Amethyst Cat, One Way Mel, Stostube, Linny Kinney, Nate Bama, and a wonderful bevy of people on across other... Uh, thank you to everybody on Selling the Farm, on Rumble, all of our foxholers, to Dan Theater and to Lightning in a Bottle on Rockfin. We will see you on Monday. Good evening and uh, good night.